This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, next question comes from L33Reacts. Would you rather tank next year with Howell or try and actually make a run with someone capable to run the offense of whoever is coming in to call plays? Um, I will say that question is probably going to be violently met by a certain uh, group of fans who think Sim Howell is the second coming <laughs> of Tom Brady. Uh, Brady was drafted in the sixth round. It doesn't yeah. matter where a QB was drafted. Uh, Sam Howell's the best, whatever. Okay, so if we if we, if we we take that aside and, and recognize right. that Sam Howell could be very good, I doubt he's going to be Tom Brady because, you know, no one else has ever been. <laughs> uh, but if, if Sam could be good. But it, 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 let's take it out of the context in which we normally talk about this, which is like the realistic uh, constraints that are on Ron Rivera, new ownership coming in, pressure to win, all that kind of stuff. If we if we were the owners and we're looking at the long-term health of the franchise, right? We're someone who is not concerned about Ron Rivera's future. We are concerned about how quickly can the Washington Commanders win a Super Bowl? What would you do next year? Cuz okay. I think that's a fascinating question. That is a that that's the question. That's the question. You know, like uh, like what like what is the best way to get you to a Super Bowl roster? And so what I'm there, there's an optimistic perspective and there's a negative perspective. Okay. So I'm going to start with the optimistic perspective because I think that's something that they can actually do this year. One, you got, you draft a center, right? Center, go out, draft a uh, offensive tackle, move same uh, cause me to guard. And you have, you know, Norwell and Chris Paul compete for that left guard spot. Leno, I know everyone wants to hate on him, but if you look at the tape, it, he was fine. You know, like it's, it's passable. Yeah. That group gets a lot better. You have one of the best skill position groups in the NFL. You can kind of run the football, insulate him with a new run game coordinator, new offensive perspective. Don't lose the game. You get a little bit better on defense drafting, you know, Joey Porter Jr. Um, Witherspoon in the first round, and you're set. And the team is now, I don't want to say a playoff caliber roster, but like look at look at the Chiefs, look at um, Philly. Like what's the difference between those rosters and our roster? One is they had two good corners, Philly does. And they had an excellent offensive line. So can you get that group ready to go? And then all of a sudden, yes, you're in a position where, you know, you trade Duran next year, you do something next year, you end up with more draft capital. You can kind of move around in the first round in terms of allocating trade value with some of these extra picks you're going to get, whatever, right? That's the very optimistic standard. And the reason it's optimistic is because O-linemen, they take a little bit of time or they can take some time to develop. Usually rookie cornerbacks aren't, you know, lighting the world on fire right out the gate. All of those things are important to kind of keep in mind, right? It, like, is that scenario possible? Yes. Is it likely? Probably not. So the next question comes is that is somehow your guy moving forward for the future? And let's just take this year's draft as an example. Like if I could take Sam Howell or Bryce Young, like I'm going to take Bryce Young. And the right. only way you get to have Bryce Young is if you are a bad football team. 
So I want to put myself in a position to get the best quarterback available. I want to, I want to put myself in a position to get Bryce Young. Now, it's important to acknowledge that Bryce Young might not be the first quarterback selected because everyone's got a little different flavor. A lot of teams like Will Levis, whatever. That's a yeah, conversation Stroud, for another. Whoever, yeah. whoever their guy is. But I want to be in a position where I can make that move and kind of find the guy, find my Trevor Lawrence to build around moving forward. Now, Trevor Lawrence is a very unique prospect, but that takes some time, right? One of the ways to do that is to get rid of good players for draft capital so that you can move up and make that selection. You don't necessarily have to be bad, but you have to give yourself some flexibility to get that done. And I look at Philadelphia again. They've just been so good in terms of team building the last couple of years. They had that extra pick last year. They traded it for A.J. Brown. Like That's what that draft capital allows you to do. It allows you to make those moves and, and do those kinds of things. And you get a quarterback on a five-year deal who's going to be good. You can build the team out. Then that fourth, fifth year of his contract, you're making your Super Bowl push and you're ready to go. That is that is the kind of stereotypical way of getting it done. Everyone says to go out and spend a lot of money in free agency. Traditionally, you look at it, those teams don't do well long term. Build through the draft, find some key free agents here, and then just let it ride on that rookie quarterback deal. So do you need to be bad? Do you need to tank the season? No, but you definitely, if you're not going to do that, you definitely need to find a way to get some draft capital, some resource capital, so that you can move up. And, and that could, you know, everyone was talking about um, trading Montez Sweat a couple of years ago to move from two to one for Joe Burrow, right? That's the kind of environment you're talking about, right? So um, that, that to me, that's how you would build. That's how I would build the team. Now that's hard. You got to trust your evaluation. You got to trust your front office. Got to hit on a lot of picks. That's why it's tough to be good at football in the NFL. But that, I think, is the roadmap, the, the, the optimistic roadmap, and then the one that's probably a little bit more realistic. Right. So if, if I'm like overlord owner and I'm yeah. not concerned about Ron Rivera's future or anyone else's future, um, and, but I, you know, I'm the guy who buys the team and is implemented in March, yeah. uh, I let them ride out this year with Howell in the hopes that Sam is awesome. And if that's Correct. the case, then like, sweet, we go into year three of him. Uh, and year four on his rookie deal, and and maybe we can even get a bit of a bargain um, because he's a, a late round pick, uh, you know, an extension, whatever. After one good year, you can pay him. Hey, man, we'll pay you thirty or twenty eight or twenty five, and we think he's gonna be really good. As opposed to if he hit free agency in a couple of years, he gets forty. But the other thing here is like timing out the decision makers of what you just talked about, right? Like if it goes sideways, then I fire everybody next year. And I now get to start over. Like one, we have a good draft pick because it went sideways. Yeah. Two, I have a new head coach. Three, I have a new GM. Like all those people get to be in place and we get to start from scratch um, and build kind of our five-year plan. And I do want to emphasize this. I feel like we way too often, we media um, and, and folks around the league throw out these like, oh, how are you going to be good for the next decade? You, you can't plan for 10 years in the NFL. Yeah. That's just not the way contracts work. That's not the way player development works. It's not the way any of this works. Like no, the only way to be good for 10 years is drafting Patrick Mahomes and keeping him for 10 years. Like there, there's just, or, and even around, around just, Patrick Mahomes. Or just say, making or, more, or just making excellent picks every single year, sure, which is why sure. that is not a sustainable, it, it becomes less sustainable is what I'm right, saying. Right. So but even then, ways, like you, yeah. you need to have the, like what team has been good for 10 years without a quarterback every year? Like Baltimore's probably the closest, but right. even then, like they've had Lamar for most of it. 
Um, and Seattle even before that, that they had like they had Flacco, but they've had some down years in between. I mean, Pittsburgh is you know they they had Roethlisberger for most of it, and Tomlin's never finished under five hundred. Um, so I guess there are a couple, but like they've also never been a Super Bowl contender in the last decade. Like the only way to be that is to have Brady or Mahomes or Manning or one of these like all time Hall of Fame quarterbacks and lock them up on long term deals, which are expensive and it gets hard to compete. Uh, as those deals kick in. Um, so that that's kind of my thing is like, you need to think about this in terms of a five-year plan instead of a, a 10-year plan, right? We're not planning for 10 years down the road, but can we build up our ability to have draft capital over the next couple of years? So like, if you want to, if you wanted to tank, uh, so to speak, which I think is also less of a big deal in the NFL than it is in say the NBA, mm-hmm. because in the NBA, you need one of the seven best players in the sport or you don't have a chance. Like there's just no other way to compete. Like the wizards, you know, I had this big interview with Tommy Shepard and we got you know into it about uh, whether in the, with the wizards general manager, Tommy Shepard. And it was like, well, how are you going to get out of the middle of the Eastern conference? And he's like, well, you know, we like our, our trio of guys. Their trio of guys doesn't include one of the 15 or 20 best players in the league. Nevertheless, one of the best seven. And the course of NBA history says you need one of those guys. You need to either need to be all in around a Giannis, a LeBron, a Steph Curry, or you need to be trying to tank basically to get one of those guys. The NFL is not like that. The NFL draft is more of a crapshoot. There's deeper talent. It's more of a team game because there's 11 guys on the field and not one of them can have, or, you know, a quarterback can have outsized impact, but he's only on the field for half the time anyway because you have your defense as opposed to a five-man game in basketball. So it's a, just a different team-building strategy overall. And so I think it's worth taking a shot with this group and Howell in part because this group is good. Like, they have a good roster. For as often as we look at Rivera and go like, hey, they've done a kind of a whatever job and, you know, the front office is dissatisfying because they missed in a couple of key spots and made a cut. Like, their biggest decisions have been poor quarterback, you know, William Jackson was their big free agent signing. Like they messed up the big ones, but they've quietly built good depth. And some of that is just keeping around what Kyle Smith in the previous front office did with your Montez, with Terry, with all those guys. They're they're too good to be bad, I guess is ultimately like where I land is unless they have catastrophic injury luck, they're going to win six, seven games next year, mm-hmm. almost no matter who's at quarterback. And people like to say, like, oh, Heineke, you know, that's why you should go with Taylor. He's five, three, and one, all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that's the point. With Taylor Heineke, this roster is good enough to be over 500 for an extended stretch of the season. They're good in a lot of areas. And so, in like, unless you're going to, like you said, gut it, like, let's, let's see what happens when you tag and trade Duran. You also trade Sweat or Young. You, you know, move on from whoever else on the offensive side. You one of these skill players, you make a, a blockbuster deal that nobody sees coming. Like, unless you're going to tear it down and get that kind of draft capital, like you might as well just see what you got. And if it goes badly, then you'll have the draft capital already. And, and you can kind of, I guess, hedge a little bit in between with a move around pain, but, and, and a trade for him but I don't think you have to go so far in one direction to go all in at quarterback and like spend a lot of money there or tearing it all the way down. Um, I think you can ride the middle more on the way to building a team in the NFL. Yeah. So what I, what I will say is like, you know, I mentioned there was two strategies in my opinion, like there's the, 
the kind of optimistic one, you hit on two picks, three picks this year, the roster fleshes out, you you make a push, right, around Sam Howell. I think you still do that. I think that's still the motivation. I think you still build the team around here because it's not like you're – it's not like you don't have this albatross of a quarterback contract like weighing you down, you know. Like that's not a thing for this team. So make those decisions, draft good football players, try to make a push with Sam Howell. That's excellent, right? If it doesn't go well, then I think you you – unfortunately it's not tearing the whole thing down but you need to find a way to get yourself in contention for a top pick in the draft a top quarterback candidate right right and i think another thing about this year's draft that needs to be said is like you know i was listening to mel kuyper's podcast recently and one of the things he mentioned is he had a hard time filling out his top 80 prospects which is a bad sign for like the health and wellness of the draft so it's going to be a tough year for this staff to make that happen right like it's just it's part of the deal, right? So it's going to be challenging this year. Maybe you hedge a little bit more for next year, whatever it is. But I, I think you can still you still run that optimistic strategy. If it doesn't go well, I think you really need to think about getting that young quarterback on a good contract, what that's going to take. And, and like I haven't been advocating that while Ron's been here because I don't think that's the right solution. But I do think that's the right solution if you are a new owner coming in with a new head coach to make a move, kind of stamp your identity on this thing, totally change the narrative here in Washington. And that doesn't need to be a total fire sale, but to move up the way that they're going to need to move up, because I don't think this team is a bad team. I think the roster is right. pretty good, right? But to move up the way they need to move up, they're going to need to move some big pieces around to get that done. And I think that's just part of the deal, you know? And hopefully Sam Howell works out. Hopefully he shows enough, and that can be your piece. That can be your Jalen Hurts. But I, right. I just look at – I keep going back to Philadelphia because their last four years have been exquisite. They always hedge for the next year. They always made sure they had two first-round picks the following year. This year they have two first-round picks just in case they needed to trade up and get something done. Like I think that's the kind of perspective you need to be taking here just to say, we Sam, we think Sam could be the guy, but if he's not, what does next year look like, and can we make a move to get that done? And so that's what I would say about about um, the kind of the this team building philosophy is just put yourself in a position next year, whatever that looks like, trading players, acquiring draft capital, whatever, just in case Sam doesn't go, and then you can make some decisions because you have all the all these resources at your disposal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the last thing I'll say too that kind of brings us all together. What I was saying and what you were saying too, though, is like hitting on the pick is the most important piece oh, and yeah. it doesn't have to be, well, it's easier to hit on the pick when you know, like, Hey, we're one, one overall and we're taking Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. that's, that's a pretty easy one to hit on. Um, Joe Burrow was an easy one for the Bengals to hit on. Mahomes went 11. Jalen goes in the second round. Like it can be done in the NFL. We're like the stars in, in the NBA outsized go in the top three picks um it's certainly a bit of a crapshoot and there, there are certain drafts where things get wild and like yeah Giannis and Jokic go later uh there's probably other things about like how they scout international players in the NBA that probably should be examined along those fronts and the difficulty of it but considering every NFL player comes from college football like uh there's there's definitely like weird nuances that come with that as well and comparing you know a big east player to an sec player and, and trying to get the the competition levels uh and how that'll ultimately translate and the traits and how all those things will translate but you can with frequency get a star especially not at quarterback later in the first round in the second round whatever you can get an all pro guard in the second third round um these things happen um not to mention 
sometimes you can get an all-pro quarterback in the second round. Like you can get Jalen Hurts in the second round because weird stuff happens in the way quarterbacks develop, you know, or is is unpredictable. And it also depends on the system and the ecosystem in which they enter. Jalen Hurts going to Philly with the coaches he's had mattered. Uh, I suppose other quarterbacks have gone to bad places uh, that it hasn't worked out. Uh, so that that all plays into it um, and is why you can split the middle a little bit and pick a place like the commanders are at 16 and still potentially get a stud.